Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello and welcome, everyone. I am your intimacy architect, Christy Ann Bella, and you are listening to Unbuckled. And today is the cliffhanger reveal of our uh, two-part episode where my husband and guest for today, Dr. Marcine Bella, um, is joining us as we talk about our relationship and the evolution and the great reveal of our new relationship dynamic. Welcome, Dr. Bella. Hello, everybody. So uh, the last episode, we discussed the backstory of how we were kind of navigating communication and awareness. Um, And a big piece of that actually was uh, a, I don't know, would you call it a date? You guys just kind of like hung out. I don't know if it was like an official date. It was like a pre-date. Pre-date. It was a, 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 yeah, it was a hang to determine whether they're, was, would be a date. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so we, one of the things I had been requesting was um, putting intention towards making plans because I tend to be uh, the cruise director, not only in, in this relationship, but really in all areas of my life. I am uh, super producer mode, uh, very into like creating events and gathering people and doing things and, always in the know of like what's happening. So, um, so I often spearhead any dates or anything that Marcine and I do together. And uh, I had made the request to, for him to be more intentional and and, uh, put forth uh, more of like an initiation in that area. So I was feeling uh, frustrated when I was like, Oh, you put forth initiation to, you know, go and meet this person. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I'm making that request again for you to do that here. And then you brought up my boyfriend, Adam, and, um, and asked if I ever asked Adam to do this, to which my response was no, because I don't expect that of Adam. And that was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so why am I expecting it of you? Well, and there's also like this, um, and I don't know if this is something to uh, to try to overcome or or not, but but my initial reaction when you know when <clears throat> when that request comes is that I don't want to do it. I don't I don't know if it's normal or <laughs> um, or not, but there is some, like something like either personally triggering about um, about it or you know just like um, I just feel like I'm getting an assignment and. Um, and I just don't want to be in school anymore, like, you know, or like have a job, you know, um, uh, it's, and I think that's, that's how, um, that's how the law of attraction kind of works is that, you know, if, um, if, if a, a request comes out of a shortage or, or lack, then it attracts more lack. And the way it plays out on the individual basis is that, you know, when when you um, ask me to come up with dates, date plans, um, that really means that you are, you know, you 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 you're feeling the shortage of initiative from me, and that creates that reaction in me to, you know, to give you what you're really asking for, which is more lack, which is more. <laughs> more not (laughs) right which is kind of the tricky thing about making requests is is yeah is what is the the feeling behind it so yeah so i was definitely coming from this place of of scarcity um as opposed to inviting you and creating space for you which was something we talked about like there really wasn't even room for you to make plans because there's always a plan yeah because i i have our calendar really full um and in the instance, at one point we had a, a relationship coach of our own because this is very important and I will highlight this, you know, therapists need therapists, coaches need coaches. Like 
we, it is so important to have people that you go to, to reflect. So we were, uh, we had a coach who, um, did really put an emphasis on, on, um, Marcine going ahead and, and making a date, which he did, but then it was really weird. I had a hard time receiving it because it did feel very much like we were just checking something off a to-do list as opposed to this like organic unfolding that was coming from a place of, of desire, which when I uh, really let go, when I realized I had that moment of like, oh, wow, yeah, I wouldn't put that demand of entitlement or expectation on Adam because Adam's my boyfriend, not my husband, right? And so then we get into these ideas of labels and roles and rules, roles and rules um, <laughs> that actually kind of stiffen things. And so in my then releasing this, this scarcity need, um, you did surprise me and, and like made plans for us to go to dinner and uh, yeah. Well, to see the show. Yeah. And then, well, because, you know, because like that's um, um, ideally ideas and actions come, come out of the, 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 the feeling of joy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so if I'm in the headspace that, that we are, happy and we don't need anything and then there's this cool event going on tonight and it's on the west side of town so we could go to this restaurant that's also on the west side of town like that that is that that, that is a feeling of joy that's gonna magnetize a good experience you know if if i'm you know overwhelmed with 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 work and there is this you know there's this like my wife is unhappy with how uh how little initiative i put towards um our personal life, then the ideas simply don't come, you know, because like a, because because what's driving the situation is is the lack, is that there is something wrong, and that something wrong can only attract more wrong. So now I'm like 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 frustrated that you know I don't I don't really have the bandwidth for anything, uh, <clears throat> let alone to like research the world for potentially good ideas. Um, and that was kind of like weird about that one like forced date that that we had, uh, where, <clears throat> where, you know, I like really did what the coach said, and I googled, even though I I've lived in Nashville for for sixteen years, you know, I googled, you know, like like what are like the top romantic. ten scenic romantic things to do, and and this bridge came up where there was like I I I had known that about the bridge, but interestingly didn't even occur to me, right? Uh, but but then, okay, yeah, there's this fucking bridge. Um, and so we went, and, and like, you didn't eat. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I knew that, like, if you if you didn't eat before we go, it's a long drive, it's, it's, you know, then, like, you will be hungry. <clears throat> so, um, so, yeah, so, like, we were, like, getting cranky in the car on the way. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, sure, like, we are... We, we are on this gorgeous bridge, but like you're cranky and I'm like, um, okay, so, you know, uh, it's like, how am I doing on my assignment? You know, and it's just not going to be a very good date. Right. And I mean, it's so much, there's this aspect of perception too. You know, I realize now when making these kind of requests, um, you know, what is, what is that really about? Like, where am I actually not showing up for myself? And I think this is a common thing I see in couples as well as, you know, these complaints arise as like, well, my partner isn't doing this thing that I want that would make me happy. And it's like, well, how are you showing up to make yourself happy? And then you're not trying to like siphon joy from somebody else. You know, um, we've been talking a lot recently about this idea of like, don't, uh, delegate out your self-love, like, you know, delegate out other things in your life that are taking up bandwidth and energy. Like, you know, we have somebody that cleans our house. We have somebody that mows our lawn. Uh, we have all the, these things that we delegate out so that we have time to take care of ourselves and to invest in our own self-love. And so then when I meet up with my partner or partners, I'm coming from a place of fullness and they're enhancing my life as opposed to trying to fill, you know, a bucket with hole in it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that was, you know, one of the aha moments that really made us look at, you know, well, first off, I, I have 
since the beginning of approaching non-monogamy and polyamory lean towards a hierarchy method, um, which has bitten me in the ass so many times on both sides. You know, I was with someone who had a primary partner. They had started out as a long distance primary partner and then they moved, uh, they ended up moving in together. So that person was no longer long distance. And then I got thrown out of the situation. Um, so, you know, they had a hierarchy model as well. And I was like the second tiered person. <laughs> and, um, and we have kind of this running joke of like, bitch, you gotta go. No, bitch, you gotta go. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what happens in hierarchy. And we've seen it with other friends of ours too, that have explored the hierarchy method of, you know, disregarding that other person. Um, and, and I've made the mistake of doing it as well. Like, in our relationship when we had you know encounters with other people of then just being like oh i take precedence i'm not feeling you know well and again like there's something like that can only uh, come out of a uh, <clears throat> fear-based place because because like where does that hierarchy kick in like you know it, it could only apply if there is uh glitch clutch situation where a choice has to be made where like the, like you know like both partners in question uh are in need and and i have to like choose which one to help you know it's mm-hmm. almost like you know like if you establish that kind of hierarchy it's, it's almost like you're creating a scenario like you know a, a potential scenario where like there's two people drowning and i can only save one um and you know and and uh and that something like that will probably happen because right. you imagine this, <laughs> you know, so, um, uh, because otherwise, you know, if, if you live the life of, um, fullness and, 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 and abundance, uh, then there is more time. Mm-hmm. Well, we already know that there's always more love because love is, love is infinite, but everything else, like the, the, the resources, uh, time ideas you know there's um there's 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 always more and actually like it's like this the the, the prioritizing as a mechanism creates but by definition creates scarcity right well and i realize you know that i was choosing that um method because it created this you know false sense of security that I wanted to feel so like an agreement, right. That I wouldn't that, be left. That if which shit is, is the fan, you are first in line for assistance. Yeah. Well, and, and, and to attempt to mitigate this, you know, abandonment, which it's like, it is so not your partner's responsibility to help you cope with your abandonment issues. <laughs> and so many of these agreements that you see in monogamous relationships or even in, in, um, non-monogamous relationships, you know, how many of them are really based around fear of abandonment? Um, well, the, the main one, which is, which is that you won't leave me. Mm-hmm. The, the agreement that all, like all married couples made, make the vast majority of which kind of knows that they will break it, but that they still make it. Um, and this still f- gives them this like bandaid, um, you know, not not real sense of security, but this this kind of like, you know, illusion that you know is an illusion. Sense of security. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. That's like it's basically like a normal marriage is 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 like okay, well, we both have abandonment issues, so we make up this this like pa- paper agreement <laughs> that we won't leave each other. <laughs> Right, which is a lot of what we were talking about, you know, last episode is that these are all illusions of control and safety because no matter what the agreement says, ultimately we have we have free will and at any given time, any given moment, someone's going to make a choice that may or may not negate that said agreement. So like what are these agreements really for? Um and what happens if you get rid of them? Like what happens if you release all agreements? And so one of the things in 
the beautiful synchronicity of the universe. So in the midst of uh, Marcin and I having a communication challenge, um, my boyfriend, Adam, we're on vacation and he sends me an Esther Hicks video that is all about um, this woman who's upset because her partner cheated on them and Esther Hicks. So if you're not familiar with Esther Hicks, she is a channel. She channels um, spirit entities. I think it's like a collective of spirits, right? That she calls Abraham. I don't think it's like one. I feel like it's a. a Well, like on on the archangel level. Like I think our notions of what's one and what's many are kind of stupid. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so if you're not familiar with Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks, um, highly recommend that you you check that out. And and it's just very it's a law of attraction. Like there's it's a, a major voice in the law of attraction yeah. community. Um, and very blunt and very to the point. And so you know she's having this conversation and she like straight up says to the person like, "Oh, you mean you're upset with your partner for being human?" <laughs> well, and then for breaking a rule that you made up for your own. Convenience. Convenience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, again, you know, obviously you can have boundaries. Like if you don't want to be with someone who is sleeping with other people. Then you need to leave. Then you need to leave. And that's your boundary. And, and, and you can, you know, and you can continue to leave people who sleep with other people if that's your boundary. I guess I would also look into why you keep attracting people <laughs> who are showing you the thing that you're very afraid yeah, of. Like boundaries like never have anything to do with the other person. Like right. Boundaries are... And you know, inside between you and you, yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm just like laughing hysterically at you know at the the sheer brilliance of the obvious. You know, it's not that complicated wisdom. Um, and when we were in a better place to really talk and hear each other, I shared the video with Marcine, and he had the same reaction of like, you know, just like, of course, like, <laughs> of course, this shows up right now, and of course, Adam is the one that sends it to us. Um, and so from there, I, I realized, yeah, how, you know, how much of the, the attempts I've made to create rules or boundaries um, have really been about stuff that I just really needed to look at. I really needed to look at, like, what, what was I doing to create a sense of safety and trust in my own life that had nothing to do with Marcine because he's not responsible for that. I'm responsible for feeling safe and and feeling a sense of trust in my life um, that, you know, whether he stays or he goes, I'm okay. And, and vice versa. Um, And so let's see, are we missing? Was there any other pieces to that? Or I think that brings us to the great reveal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not sure how much of a great review this is. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Well, I grew up as a kid in the 80s, and so I always loved when TV shows would have those like cliffhanger episodes. So I thought it would be fun. (laughs) And it was far too much content to put in in one. Right, right, right. Of course. So um, we have embraced and, and our relationship has evolved from a hierarchy form of ethical non-monogamy into relationship anarchy, relationship anarchy. Uh, And so I actually want to give credit to this fantastic woman on TikTok. And I think I'm even going to play you her TikTok because it was just genius. Um, So she is on TikTok as not Jennifer Gardner. (laughs) I know she does really look like Jennifer Gardner. So I'm just going to play her uh, bit on relationship anarchy for you. Let's discuss relationship anarchy. So one of the biggest misconceptions about relationship anarchy is that this is a dating style. It's not. Relationship anarchy is a philosophy that permeates literally every relationship you have. Whether you are monogamous, non-monogamous, or don't date at all. And it is extremely misunderstood. So let's break it down. The first tenet is the recognition of everybody's autonomy. Likewise, relationships are built based on middle ground, not arbitrary rules. Likewise, the recognition that platonic dynamics are not automatically second tier to romantic or sexual. And likewise, relationship prioritization is descriptive, not prescriptive. You're going to be naturally closer to certain people and certain relationship dynamics require more of a time commitment. You're raising a kid, that's a time commitment. But it's done based on authentic need, not arbitrary rules. And then lastly, it is enjoying the dynamic for what it is, not what category you can shove it into. Giggity. And that includes things like, oh, we've been dating for a couple years, guess we gotta move in together or get married. But like so many things, the fuckboys have ruined it. 
because of said fuckboys, a lot of people hear relationship anarchy and take it to mean I can do whatever I want with no regard for other people's emotions and I never have to take accountability. That's not relationship anarchy. I call that relationship crony capitalism. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it really does bring up some good points because I think, you know, when I first heard the term relationship anarchy, especially I think because it was coming from a man, uh, I, I had this idea of like, oh, sure, isn't that a convenient like loophole for you to just be like, I'm a relationship anarchist. And, uh, and so, you know, that I could just do whatever I want. Um, so, you know, I think there is, yeah, again, there's like a very distinct difference uh, between just being an inconsiderate, uh, person and actually like taking time and care to communicate your needs and communicate your, your, what you're capable of. I think even more so, you know, than this idea of communicating needs is communicating like what you're available for. And that's something um, I think that's really important. And in, in, in like, you know, in all of our relationships, right. So like relationship anarchy is not just like how this relates to romantic encounters. It's how across the board it relates to how you're interacting based on what's happening as opposed to an arbitrary rule um, or this idea that relationships have to have some sort of like escalator destination that if we're dating for a certain amount of time, what it has to have some sort of meaning. It has to go somewhere. There has to be like some destination point. And so from a political point, I mean, what, you know, cause you grew up uh, in a communist country. Um, what did anarchy, when you heard the term anarchy, what did that mean to you? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's, uh, what, what to say about that necessarily. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we will go ahead and take a break and we will be back with more on relationship styles and relationship anarchy. You are listening to Unbuckled with your intimacy architect, me, Christiane Bella, and my darling husband and guest for today, Marcin Bella. Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcin Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com. Are you tired of having the same fight over and over again? Is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other? Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do. Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Unbuckled. This is your intimacy architect, Christiane Bella, and with me is my darling husband and power partner in all of life's wonders, Dr. Marcin Bella. Hello, everybody. So we are talking about relationship anarchy, which is actually a phrase that was coined by Andy Nordgren. And... uh, it's about a 10-year-old concept. So it's, it's a fairly new concept in the world of 
relating and tends to show up more in non-monogamous circles, but it is not strictly a a non-monogamous polyamorous concept. It's an overall concept of autonomy in relationships. And that is still a respectful approach to being considerate about the people you're interacting with and meeting them in whatever dynamic that is. And so we were uh, talking before the break about how that actually relates to just the concept of anarchy in general. And you were going to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. So in, in, in philosophy, the concept of anarchy is, um, is a system of relating where no one controls anyone's behaviors. So obviously um, we mostly know this term from politics because politics is all about control. Um, Currently, all of humans live in systems where there is some form of government. Um, And the government is simply a group of people who um, have guns. (laughs) And And with these guns, they... They take our money and tell us what to do and put us in cages if we don't. I mean, like that's like that's that's very simply the definition of government. So we all have something like that. Um, and anarchy is um, is um, is a viewpoint saying that we uh, well, that not only do we not need that, but it's actually an incredibly uh, morally horrible construct that there is a group of people among us um, who take our money and put us in cages. Like the, the, it, it, it's really as bad as it, as it sounds. Now, the, um, the, the lie that we're all fed is that these people are us because we like supposedly vote for them and whatever, that like it's really we the people, but you know, but it's, it's never been true. Like, I'm not the government. The, the these other people are, you know, and I didn't vote for any of them and they still are my government. Um, so, um, so anarchy, the, the, the reason it has a bad ring in the world is that, again, these people can control, feed us uh, this, uh, this notion and without them, there would be chaos. Right, and I think that's an interesting thing. And that we yeah. need rules, and we need to be right. controlled by people who are, like, wiser than us or whatever. I don't know if this cop that just rolled by is, is wiser than me. And yet, you know, in certain situations, I would be controlled by, 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 by him. Um, but, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a lie, and, um, and the, the future of humanity, unless we get wiped out by you know, floods and, and stuff um, is that you know eventually we will evolve to the point of of, of seeing it, um, seeing that the the rules and laws and control aren't in fact preventing any bad things because plenty of bad things happen and nobody chooses not to murder people because they are scared of jail. Like I certainly don't. Um, and if if one um, wants to murder people, they're kind of going to do it anyway. And most of them won't go to jail anyway. Um, so it's, it's really like this whole thing that, that we live under is, um, is, is unnecessary and has to go. Um, but um, so then this fear of chaos, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that's what keeps, keeps it in place. Um, and, you know, and if, if you ponder things like that, like you just really have to, bring it down to um, to like the basic moral compass. Is it okay that certain people take your money and, and uh, put you in a cage? Well, if the answer is no, then it has to go. It's like really as simple as that. Um, uh, an example that a lot of anarchist philosophers um, uh, quote as kind of like a hopeful piece is, um, is the... Um, is the uh, uh, abolishing of slavery in the United States. Because if you talk to someone in 1845 um, and propose the idea of uh, America without slavery, a lot of people would have laughed and say that, like, although it is immoral to put people in in shackles and make them work for no compensation, 
um, the agriculture in the U.S. is set up that way. If you all, if all of a sudden all the farmers had to pay for labor, then it would all collapse. So, um, but then you know, but then uh, the nation ended up going with the moral principle that, like, I'm supposed to, then if it needs to collapse, it needs to collapse. But we can't put people in shackles and make them work for no money. And it worked out somehow. You know, there's uh, there's like there's farms, there's cotton, and you know, there's other like, shitty things happening, but, um, but at least, you know, the, the principle got, got fixed. Um, so, you know, so, uh, as far as relationships, um, and the vows and the, and the, and the rules and the agreements are no different. You know, there are just forms of trying to control another person, like another person who is not you, um, for the benefit of, um, of, I don't know, your convenience, uh, your uh, illusion of safety, mostly illusions. Um, uh, but, but yeah, so, so, you know, what if we, what if we took away control? What if, you know, what if I like truly surrendered the power to make you behave any differently than you want to behave? And so far, I think amazing things have been happening. Yeah. Like you're, you're, uh, romantic life is, is blossoming. Not that like I ever, um, not that I ever like, um, uh, I don't think I ever like needed the, you know, the, the report system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not because like, I'm like the, 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 the wise one here or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's just like, you always had this, um, uh, joyful desire, uh, to share, you know, what's going on and uh, because you really love it. You love like the dates and the, the things and, and I like it when you're happy, you know, so, so it was all healthy. So even, so, so I, I, I felt like the whole like 24, 48 hour rule was like more for me, uh, like somehow. Um, um, and it actually, uh, and it was very uncomfortable um, because you know, for instance, like I, 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 like I was supposed to report within twenty-four or forty-eight hours, if the written communication had taken a romantic turn. So then here I am, you know, like dissecting everything I write to see. Okay, so like, is that is that starting to fall into the run? Do I need to report that? Like you know, by, you know, by Tuesday, 1130 a.m. Um, or, <laughs> you know, um, and it, it's just really, um, um, you know, and then it starts to affect the so like, plus maybe I don't want to say that because I don't want to have, like, have this conversation. And, and, and honestly, like, it, it, it really, like, made it, made it so um, when I talk to you about, about, you know, like, any, like, interactions uh, with other women that, like, might have gone somewhere. I, 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 I almost like wanted the story to be that it wasn't romantic. Um, and then in these interactions, I actually like would act differently than I might have wanted to just so there isn't this, you know, agonizing, like, is it, you know, is it, uh, oh man, like, do I need to report this? Um, and also just like, yeah, just, um, didn't like feeling like monitor I get you know like a, and I get like assignments and uh, <laughs> assignments and like report due dates and, and yeah so it, it's such an interesting thing that in again in an attempt to create safety in my life which I mean there just there isn't such a thing like obviously yes like you know we can make safer choices like sure I put a seatbelt on in my car but does that actually like prevent anything from happening like you know it may like adjust certain things you know but but it's like these things are things that we do and and, you know and and I guess to some degree law of attraction right so if I get in my car and I buckle my seatbelt and that makes me feel safer than you know than you know but I you know that's how like you know like when people go to the doctor and um and the doctor tells them that, that they're fine they're really fine because they believe they're fine. And if they need somebody um, in scrubs to deliver that information, then, you know, then, then, then it actually works. Um, yeah. But, but the truth is that, you know, that, that we, 
that we create our own reality and, and, and safety is inside of you. And the, the lack of safety is also inside. Yeah, because I got into many a car accidents still wearing my seatbelt and shit was still a mess. And so it wasn't until I shifted my mindset that I am a safe driver. Everyone around me travels safely. They safely travel wherever they're going. And every time I got in my car, I set this intention of my experience that I was having and how I was I was initiating that. Yeah. You know, that was the the shift. And so I think, you know, the same thing applies with relationships. It's like, you know, asking you to do these things um, or in my previous marriage, when my ex-husband and I had like absurd rules uh, about like, okay, well, you could like hook up with somebody, but only if I'm there and like you, you can't do anything below the waist or like if you do stuff below the waist, you can only be with women. And I mean, just like the, it was like, and they were constantly changing and, and I inevitably failed like so many times because it's just impossible when there's that many fine lines and little, you know, uh, to, to stay on top of that, that I realized, you know, it's really so much about uh, trying to manipulate somebody else in order to not have to do my own work, honestly, you know, cause like when we started um, letting go of all this and, and embracing this idea of relationship anarchy, um, I just, I had to dig in, I had to dig in and be like, okay, well, where does this abandonment issue come from? Um, you know, like, why did I feel the need to look at your messages, you know, out of the, the fear of abandonment? Well, like, you know, whether or not you ha- were sending romantic messages, like that, that's still on me to like deal with like, well, how am I reacting? How am I responding to it? And like, what's underneath that? Um, and it really always comes back to our self-awareness and our self-love. Like the first and most important relationship you need to have is with yourself, because if that is not solid, no matter what relationship dynamic you have, platonic or romantic or whatever it is, it's going to be rocky and funky because you're again trying to outsource your sense of connection and um and your own internal peace and love to somebody else you know you're you're giving your power away to external circumstances rather than working inside to see you know what's what is real for you um, and so, yeah, so since we've changed this, I mean, we had the most amazing conversation last night um, where you just volunteered of your own accord to share about your day, which happened to include you um, going out and meeting um, a woman that we had connected with that you were interested in seeing on your own. And, you know, you had a lunch or whatever. And, um, and I was telling you, you know, how excited I was, like, there's this guy that I've been talking to and he's, you know, uh, you know, he was on the fence about dating somebody exclusively or not dating someone exclusively and decided to really embrace, uh, exploring non-monogamy. And so I was like, you know, stoked (laughs) that he's like, you know, um, that's an option. But even that interaction made me realize like, you know, this idea of, the, the escalator idea again, you know, this idea of like, if you're dating somebody, like, where is it going? And that that just really doesn't apply to my world. I have no attachments at this point to where our relationship needs to go or where, you know, my relationship with anyone else needs to, to reach any sort of uh, place in order to be valid. Well, because, you know, I feel like as we, like surrendering control over other people, is um, I think is uh, is an important first step to um, to surrendering control overall, mm-hmm. which which is really like the absolute crucial key piece of any kind of spiritual health. Um, you know, because like um, our ego is you know it's like it's it's like a dog a little bit. You know, it's a, it's a real entity. Um, it, it's responsible for our like separateness and individuality. You know, so so it's it's um, it's not something to be like suppressing. You know, so I, I've done I've done that. Um, just like you don't you don't want to suppress your dog. Like you want your dog to be happy. Um, 
but ultimately um, it is not the part of you that um, that is that, that should be the boss because you know that that part is is um, doesn't know uh, the world beyond scarcity you know that part doesn't know the world beyond separateness you know that part only like is just really concerned with with securing individual needs and um, and so like operating purely out of out of the ego um, kind of locks you into you know this very um, very like old age survival driven life you know um, and um, <clears throat> and you know, s- s- surrendering the wheel to the uh, larger forces of the universe, such as like the the, the 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 higher parts of ourselves, and then also like the higher entities, and you know, ultimately, um, you know, whatever um, whatever ramifications of, of God we have, you know, that's that, that that's where that's where shit really gets gets exciting and fulfilling, and you know, we really get to like tap into that that. Um, that's infinity and it's simple you know just like really um just really like um you know let let, let, let people in your life um be and you know and, and just just realize this the simple truth that that um uh that with all these rules you know there is all this bad stuff happening you know, so maybe more rules is it's not the answer. It's, it's yeah. Not the answer. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that's kind of the funny thing is like you know I I associated um, the idea of anarchy with chaos, but actually that isn't the case. It's like you no, know, there is chaos right there now. There is chaos, and there is no order. and no amount of rules or anything <laughs> is going to to change that. And I think it was interesting. We realized, um, so we had this beautiful encounter with this woman that we both, um, or she's just an amazing, amazing person. Um, and so whatever transpires in that, you know, just letting it flow and evolve as it, as it does. Um, but she had come to hang over with the intention to just like hang out and watch a movie, which we did. We had a great time. We watched a movie. Um, we're all like musical theater geeks. So we like got super into it. And, um, when the movie was over, I took a leave cause they were going to watch some behind the scenes thing, which I didn't really want to watch. Um, and I found out afterwards that she was like interested in kissing you. Um, and, and while that didn't get acted on, it was something that then got brought up of like, Oh, well, what would that have looked like? And, you know, and then that led to a conversation of like, Oh, well, what, you know, what are, not rules again, but like what are like preferences or what creates comfort? And we realized like a lot of stuff that we didn't even have rules around were just things that like we naturally wouldn't do. Like I wouldn't have somebody, you know, at the house that I'm like having sex with when you need to come home or you're going to come home and like have a client just because like that to me is just like a respect of like our shared space and a courtesy of our shared space. Like, so there doesn't need to be a rule of like, don't bring somebody over to have sex, you know, if I have a client coming, cause it's like, these are just, you know, well, this is just common sense. I mean, just, just like, you know, just like, like we talked earlier, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't not kill people because, because right. there's a penalty for it. You yeah. know, it's like, like the, you know, the, the, and I think all, all, all this shit just really comes down to trust. Uh, trust is you know, just something that like, you know, um, most of humanity uh, isn't taught to have as a matter of fact, like I was taught to like, not trust, oh, yeah, like not don't, don't, sure. don't be a dumbass, don't, don't trust people. Um, um, and, you know, and, and the truth is exactly opposite. Is the, is the, uh, again, the, the law of attraction is simple. Like if, if you trust, if you're relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, then, then, then good things come. And, um, and we don't need like, and, and, and <clears throat> you know, and instead of rules, uh, we need communication. We need, right. like, we need sharing. Like, we need, like, you know, we need, like, a lot of, like, okay, like, how how does that feel? How did that feel? How, how, how does it feel to think about that happening? Um, and, you know, and just, yeah, just, like, be open. Just, like, be open, open, open tr- 
trusting just like really like trusting trusting you trusting yourself um you know all these things that uh that are um uh that, that that are traditionally labeled as 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 immoral um uh you know, they really don't need to be like if we just like focus on like the feeling of in our bodies when we think of something like that that should be enough you know of course like if we're tuned in enough to even right be able to know how we feel yeah and you know it, it's i i thought back to some other like attempts at at rules that we had and one of them at one point um was no rookies like no like no dating people who didn't already have a working knowledge of ethical non-monogamy um see that's not not like not a good rule there's right. something that i'm probably gonna just choose yeah to, to to live by unless there's like this like amazing person that like i i feel called to mentor and, and then it may be nice. Right, because ultimately I am happiest in my life when I feel like I have autonomy over myself and my choices and my yes is my yes and my no is my no. And and I am trusting myself. I am trusting what feels right in any given moment, really being present, really being aware, being connected to my sensory system, um, following my joy, following, you know, the, the light and the love and the, the intuition and the insightfulness of my myself. And I surround myself with other people who are on that same wavelength. And so, yeah, so when I, you know, recently met someone who had only theoretically heard of non-monogamy and only ever like mm-hmm. learned about it via books and podcasts. So technically a rookie. Technically a, a rookie, <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, in that case, I was like, no, but this person, I really trust this person to, to show up and, you know, and they've given very clear examples of how emotionally intelligent they are and the way that they communicate. Um, totally turning me off, like how, like, I, like, just been joyfully geeking out on emotionally communicating with them. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I realized that sometimes, like, you know, I've, these rules that I thought I was creating out of safety were were hindering my own choices like you know like it's all man, like it's it's all um there's like a lot of like like seemingly good intentions behind a lot of it you know because like um with 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 rules we feel like we we create um structure we create we create um a container um but these are just like it's like not really good tools to create a container. You know, the good tools are um, are are um, being like in tune with with your with your emotional and physical body. Like that that that's a good tool. Like to have like just really you know to like be um, be like routinely aware of your physical reactions to, to, to thoughts and ideas, you know, that's a, that, that's a good container, you know, so, so just like, you know, if you, if you, th- like, if you imagine something and you don't know how to, how you feel about it, even if you try, you know, that, like, sharpening that sense, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good container creating tool. And then boundaries, but like, boundaries are not rules. Boundaries, because like, rules control others. Boundaries um, guide you. You know, so like have, have, like the boundaries are always self boundaries. You know, like the boundaries are never like uh, you're not allowed to do that. Boundaries are you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want, but I'm distancing myself. Right? Is yeah. That's it's, what boundaries. Yeah, are. I'm responsible for my reaction and my part in this. Um, so yeah, you know, I think one of the key things that it has made our relationship overall uh, be a success, even in challenging moments um, is that we we have a daily practice we have a daily practice every morning we get up before we get out of bed together we take time to to connect um, we do eye gazing we do breath work together we have a prayer we you know every season we change the prayer we, we sit and we write this prayer this intentional uh, 
yes, it's very intentional. Affirmation, I guess you could call it like an yeah, affirmation. Yeah, even. affirmation um, and so every morning, you know, this is something we do on top of our own self-care, on top of like, you know, yeah, taking... Yeah, then we have the separate yeah. practices like the physical exercise, meditation, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're all like connecting prayers, you know, so there's, yeah, like it's, it's like self, self-care is the start of, mm-hmm. of, 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 of any kind of happiness and then it just and, and then and then relationships are starting to be like pretty pretty easy mm-hmm. you know I like uh, I really uh, I don't you know I don't get like chronically I mean I don't really get upset about any relationships with with, with, with my life these days anymore uh, that they, you know that there are moments of of of, of, of challenges but, you know, with that routine of checking with myself, mm-hmm. cross-referencing with the boundaries, um, and, and, um, well, and also, like, just, like, examining the, the, the path of, of the law of attraction, nothing can really get too toxic. Right. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's the trusting relationship that you have with yourself. And that is built on in investment, you know, just like brushing your teeth. I mean, they are like these small things that we do with ourselves, for ourselves, for you, by you, you know, love and connection and relationship is, is something that is for you, by you. And then that ripples out into the rest of the world. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I highly recommend if you are interested, uh, definitely dig into, uh, relationship anarchy, um, as, as a way to just look at how you're navigating all connections with people and, and see what it feels like to be in a state of autonomy and how that changes the way that you relate to people and how just releasing that uh, these rules around control allow breathing room to let people show up and show you really how, you know, how you do interact um, and what's serving you and where, you know, where maybe you need to make changes. But, uh, but yeah, we can't change anybody else. Just, you know, work on yourself. So this has been so much fun. I love having you on and I love sharing these, these conversations. Yeah. Um, so that wraps us up for this two-parter episode on the evolution from relationship hierarchy to relationship anarchy. And I am, as always, your delighted intimacy architect, Christiane Bella, and with me, Dr. Marcine Bella. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.